This episode of Good Sheilers is proudly sponsored by Lug and Carry. Lug and Carry give you the easiest way to ethically get around Melbourne. Their electric bikes can be fitted out for anything you need. From carting ungrateful kids around to small doggos. To this week's shopping or even your podcast partner if that's how you spice things up. I do not want to spice anything up with you, Claire. <laughs> I've ridden a lug and carry bike for months now and they're incredible. I chuck my two kids on the back and go fast enough so I can't hear them yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> I've used yours too and it's an excellent way to get around town. And it's way cheaper than the car. And I barely use my car anymore. And I'm barely your friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners can get the first two weeks of a lug and carry bike absolutely free by mentioning Good Sheilers. Fun fact about Claire. She's so uncoordinated that when she started her local F45, she wanted to make a good impression on all her new workout pals. So one day, when she was five minutes late to the packed 5am class, she burst through the door, ran over to a huge wooden box and attempted to jump on it. She obviously missed the landing, smashed her shins into the corner and slid down and landed like a sack of shit on the ground. She was so mortified that she stood up, brushed off her shoulders and left. I ran right back out the door. So embarrassed. What is happening like to your psychology when you run into a class you're like, I'm gonna jump on that box. Everyone will love me. Show them I'm worth it. Good Sheilers, the podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes all of us tick. I'm Bron, a Melbourne comedian. And I'm Claire, a human rights lawyer. And we're longtime friends, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Each episode we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that's kicked us in the guts. So strap yourselves in, mongrels, and get ready for Good Sheilers. Hello, mate. Hi, mate. How are you? How are you? Well, it's 6.30 in the morning, so we're party people, 24-hour party people, it turns out. Can't stop, won't stop. (laughs) This is horrible. Yeah. It is, full disclosure, we were supposed to record over the weekend, but things keep getting in the way, and when you can't meet up for certain work, we are still having to record from different homes. We just kept... I don't know, having to reschedule. And the best time that we found was 6.30 in the morning on a Monday, which is should be against glamorous. the law. You know, just party <laughs> people all the time. <laughs> and, you know, just I've just got so many on internet dates, Bron. I'm just too busy for you. Yes. This podcast is just, you know, it's just second <laughs> to my love life. On MSN, <laughs> flat out. Claire has logged in. <laughs> She's going to jump on a box. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, how productive are you feeling this pandemic? Well, that is interesting that you asked that because it is. That it's thing. almost like we scripted it. <laughs> it is a very interesting question, Claire. Thank you so much for bringing it up. <laughs> it's, well, just like how we had, we were supposed to record over the weekend and then something kept, came up and something came up. It's, 
I have not been very productive because everything kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And I had such huge plans this uh, for this, uh, what is this, breakdown, I was going to say, which actually fits. <laughs> for my, my breakdown. breakdown. This breakdown, <laughs> I was, I was going to do much better breakdown this time. But it was... Um, but and, and Lawrence and I did a skit on it a while ago. It was like how you have such huge plans and you actually do none of it. I loved and, that skit. Yeah. Well, whilst, so we, well, whilst we were trying to, we, we were like, oh, it's, you know, there's always a bit of truth to things like that. But at the moment I'm like, that is not funny at all. That no, is just, no, it's just a bit too close <laughs> to home. <laughs> yeah, it hurts my feelings now. So are you getting anything done? Like you doing um, anything productive? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a bit of writing, but it takes all of my energy mm. um, to do it. And some days I could just I sit in front of my laptop and then I will just write a sentence. And it's supposed to be like I'm writing this comedy thing, and it's just and I'll <laughs> there's nothing to it. Like I'll be oh, it's, I'm, it's like I'm writing like a Diane Steele novel. I'm like, and then she walked into the room. And then she walked over to the box, <laughs> and then and she then jumped, she jumped on, the box. on the box, and <laughs> then she had all of the internet boyfriends. <laughs> exactly. Like it's not. Like I feel like there's. I feel like I've been dulled. You know when you. You know when you turn the 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 um the brightness down on your computer. Oh, that's man, what that I is feel really like. A grim way to describe your well, mental. Well, you asked me to do it, <laughs> but I don't feel necessarily like depressed. I just feel a bit of nothing. What yeah. about you? Oh, you know, I've had epic dreams of achievement, but mate, like I've eaten more overeats than written the great Australian novel. I wanted to do just so much. Like I wanted to find lids for all my lonely Tupperware. I wanted to record an album. I wanted to enjoy the company of my children, but I did none of this, none of it. So I've scrolled a lot of dating apps. I've lain in bed defeated and overwhelmed. Why in the time when I've had more time than ever do I feel so utterly bloody drained? Well, it's a very good thing that you've come here so early in the morning, Claire, because, you know, <laughs> I'm a very skilled doctor in the AM. So Science Journal Tara Hale has written a piece that has pointed out exactly why we're so knackered and undermotivated, and it's due with something called surge capacity. We have a limited capacity to how much fight or flight mode we can deal with. And this is the instinctual response our brains have to stress. Oh, yes. And this pandemic has gone for way longer than it would have taken for our ancestors to outrun a saber-toothed tiger, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the longest tiger in the world. <laughs> We're just swamped with ennui. Each day has gone in a flash after it took a thousand years to unfold. And we're also struggling with what has been termed by researchers as ambiguous loss. It's something missing and intangible that we can't articulate or properly grieve. What do you feel like you've lost out the most on, Bron? Apart from better friendships? <laughs> no. Well, I, well, this year I was supposed to be doing all my comedy stuff. I was supposed to be taking a big, like, but I, I kind of come to peace with that. But I I, I don't know. I just feel like this was a year that was supposed to be, apart from the comedy stuff, it was supposed to be, I don't know, there was supposed to be things that happened. And, yeah, it was supposed to be my, a year about you because I feel like for the last, like, seven years you've been, like, taking care of children, supporting Lucas through his MBA, you know, teaching all these horrible children. <laughs> some really of them appreciate were very nice. Some, some of them, them were your own. Yeah, <laughs> some like, of them didn't and, key and, my car, Claire. 
Yeah, but now, but now you're, you know, you had this year a yeah. long service leave, which is a gift from the government to say, hey, you worked really fucking hard, and then the universe That's is like, like nah, fuck that. No, you <laughs> must raise up. these children. Yeah, look, I think I, this isn't. This is so far from how I thought the year was going to go. But everyone is the same, and mm. I have I, the way I figure is I, I've got two. I've got two ways of looking at it. One, I could be like, oh, this is such a shame. I really deserve that year. Um, and I am a bit annoyed that I took this year as long, long service. Well, the other way is like, well, I'm so glad I'm not working right now because mm-hmm. I don't know how you're doing it, Claire. I don't know how anyone is working full-time, like part-time. I don't know how people are working and having to do homeschooling. I don't know how that's possible. It's just not. And so I, I, that pressure that you must feel like all the time, um, I'm like I feel, I feel sad for you that you have to do it, but I'm also I'm glad I'm not doing it on a more selfish yeah. note. On the, I guess to flip that, I think weirdly I've been really grateful for that pressure recently because it passes the time, right? Like in this yeah. homogenous blob of time that we have. It actually, it's like, okay, at least I've, I've got things to do all the time. I've got, you know, all these obligations and yeah, it's challenging, but if I didn't have them, I'd be like, you know, lying in bed crying. <laughs> but there's no time to lie in bed crying, Claire, because they've got to work out how many halves orange makes a whole. How you can do that in bed, you piece of shit? He's doing that in you one. Oh, mate, that is so boring. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there's heaps of really... No, they actually do really hard stuff. And this is a bit of a side note, but like like Olive's doing... She's six and she has to do, like, division. And I'm like, okay. You can't even do that. I can't do it. But I'm getting out on, like, you know, the start, you get out all these, like, bits of dried pasta and you're like, okay, so, you know, how many times does three go into nine? And so you're doing that. But then they're like, okay, 140... And you know twenty, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So I'm like getting out, like just running towards the nearest (laughs) box. No, (laughs) exactly. Even harder and harder. It's like there's not enough pasta in the world to do this problem, and so I'm sure that other parents have got that worked out. But I'm like, God, this has got really hard really quickly. And you know, you can add 140 pieces of pasta. Oh well, they don't do that. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, just get rid of the zeros. And by that time, I've completely lost it. And I'm like, oh gosh. But it's it is much harder than the there's the not the English stuff. The math stuff is way more complicated than I thought it was going to be at this age. And not that it's too tricky, but you just see these tiny little brains. Like I've got Olive in front of me who's kind of looking at me like, Mum, I do not know how to do that. And she can say that to me because we're at home uh, and it's just her and I and her sister somewhere. And then, but at school, how could she say that? Yeah. She doesn't say that. She'd be terrified of saying that. So it's really, it's, it has been like whilst homeschool can be a kick in the dick, it is been really interesting to be like far out there. Some of this stuff is really hard and you must feel, the kids who don't understand it yeah. all the time, they must feel horrible every time they have to do it. It's so tough, mate. I know, little things. But anyway, this one of that's something I've learned. But what about you? What have you felt like you've lost out most on? Look, 
It's been a big year of grieving for me, but I reckon that this time has given me the space to really understand how I feel. Now, our beloved listeners know that my 2020 autumn winter vibe was back-to-back Lorelei and Rory. And now now I'm imagining like a magnificent, bewildered, very large butterfly into spring. And it feels like really weird, actually. I'm just still tired and overwhelmed and my containers still don't have lids and my kids are still there somewhere. This doesn't feel as like, wow, I'm totally free as I expected, but that's because we can't go anywhere or do anything. Mm. Yeah, totally. But what do we do apart from get friends with actual interests that aren't television and mothers and daughters of mothers and daughters <laughs> that have the exact same name? Are you are asking the wrong person $100. <laughs> oh, gosh. But the experts say it's normal to be all over the shop right now. And thank God. Um, and if you don't have a delicious mixture of emotional constipation, hey, and Claire's total <laughs> lack of consistent personality, yeah, you're doing the pandemic, <laughs> pandemic wrong. Yes, be a hot mess. The experts say so. And also expect loads less of yourself, right? I was never going to become the next Australian Adichie or a long-distance runner. It was just my lizard brain panicking at oblivion, right? What I can be, though, is relatively well-functioning right now. And And that's that's plenty enough. And also meditate. That's super helpful. And just like love each other and be kind to each other. What's helping you wade through the abyss, Bron? Well, I've really, it's been really helpful to read articles like this because when we have such little human contact, um, it's really hard to be like, yeah, I totally feel like that as well. And when our life is always so busy, usually. So before pandemic hit, I know that I was like going from, you know, I was tutoring and I was raising kids and I was gig, uh, going to gigs like, you know, maybe three or four nights a week. So it felt like everything was a mad rush. And Lucas and I were kind of like tag teaming a lot of the time, like two ships in the night. And that had been kind of our life for ages. Like even before mm. I was gigging, he had uni all the time. So it was always like tag team, tag team. All right, who's got the kids? Have you, is, does anyone know where they are? That kind of thing. And then we would... <laughs> No one knows. No one knows. Honestly, how many do we have? And then, (laughs) then now it's and then it was just everything came to that grinding halt. Uh, And you'd be like, oh, okay, cool. So we have heaps of time. Oh my god, we've dreamed about this time. My gosh, remember when we said, imagine if your work said you can't come in for a week. Sorry, you know, there's been a gas leak. You have to stay home. And or imagine if like comedy. Just they were like, okay, sorry, no one's doing comedy for a week. You just can't do a shiki for a, like a whole week. I'd be like, oh my god, amazing. So we dreamed about this. We fantasized about this this time where we had space and um, silence. Not really silence, but you know, we could just sit down. We didn't have to get out of our pajamas. We could get like watch nine hundred hours of Netflix a night and not feel terrible about it. And this is the reality that we're in, and it is terrifying because it's, it's like this, is, yeah, this isn't how I did it I like I saw this comedian the other day to, to, um online he said this thing about like how we will never be able to watch um uh end of the days like a doomsday film again because we kind of were like oh you know they're like oh the world shut down and then out of the you know coming out of the dust is a man who's like so ripped and he's covered in guns and he's like, I've been preparing for this. And he kind of knows exactly how to deal with the end of days. No, there is none, no one like that because everyone's like, okay, cool. I'll, I'm just going to go learn how to knit. Or yeah, I guess I'm, I'll make another toasted sandwich <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> with my guns. <laughs> exactly. 
I'm just going to go pick off that scab that I've been looking at for days. Like it's, well, no one is actually doing anything particularly useful and no one thought that they were going to be the person that they are right now in this, right? No, but science says that it's okay. So we're yeah. done with being just useless sacks of shit. This is fine. Yeah, it, I think, I think article, reading articles like that really helps. It, makes, it made me feel really seen when I read that because I was like, yeah. oh, this is why... This is why I haven't done that, and this is why I'm not doing this. Like some of our some of our most productive friends are being uh, are, are struggling with this. I know Claire Hooper, who we've had on before. I know that she's she's used to just like running from thing to thing, but she's I know that she's had like some moments where she can't find the energy to do it, and it's and I think for her and for anyone else, it's it's, it's actually quite confronting. And I think the, the feeling that we um, are desperately trying not to like put our finger on is you feel really disappointed in yourself yeah <laughs> and that's yeah. a shit it's feeling like I let right? myself down and it's like we're ne- we it's that knowledge of it that we're never going to have this opportunity again right we'll look back and in that rose-colored way that the human brain always does and we'll look back at this time and be like why didn't I do all those things like I wish I could do them now and it's not working like that so this is just going to come with a whole bunch of self-loathing in the future too so take that to my psychologist yeah, exactly <laughs> but we now we know it's a fight or flight thing I love that so yes. we're in that our brain is like this natural disaster will end any minute but then like people are like oh no wait this will last years it's like it's what? our lizard brain it's our it's the lizard's fault burn the lizards <laughs> Yeah, but just be kind to yourselves, guys. This is just the normal journey that we're all on, and we're also being a bit useless and helpless too. Yeah, just maybe, but, yeah, yeah, reassess your goals. Just cut, maybe cut them in half, and then cut them in half again, and then do a box <laughs> jump and just see how limited you are, and just run away. <laughs> Go back to the car, and drive home. So, Brian, I've been thinking a lot as you do, about mm. all the pop culture representations of women that we've presented with through our lives and how I have never actually met a human woman like them and how much I wanted to be one. What's that so, segue? What's the know, worst we've ever just, had? I'm a professional. That was the worst. professional I can't, I can't, segue. I cannot, even, I cannot even put my finger on where you thought it was going to work. Fucking 3 a.m. Shut up. <laughs> From depression to manic pixie dream girls. This oh, is good. Okay, exactly. Oh yes, of course. Okay, so what are you asking me? You're saying that you're, what, you're saying that you there was a type of woman that you wanted to be yeah, when you were younger. Yeah, the manic pixie dream girl, right? So yeah. look, you know, looking at how we consume media when we were particularly teenagers, and looking at how women presented. And they're still around, but they've kind of changed a little bit. But the fundamental bits that say you have to be like this to attract a man haven't changed. I've been thinking about this because I have been on dating apps and it's a whole new world for me of like, oh, my God, I'm 33 and I've got 100 children and how the fuck do I, how do I I present myself? And I'm going back to those ideas and they're still around, right? (gasps) They're still, but what does the manic pixie dream girl look like now? Well, can you think about what the archetype of a sexy woman is, Bron? Let's well, brainstorm. Okay, so I'm not as good at shitty teen movies as you, Claire, um, because I have an actual human soul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let me, but I do, like, I don't know if anyone has seen, um, there's this really great streaming channel called Netflix. Have you? Ah, net, net, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, Netflix. With an X. In French, it's La Netflix. And maybe you know that one. But it is. In New Zealand, it's Netflix. <laughs> exactly. 
I know exactly. I don't. I was going to do an American one, but there's no R in it, so just be Netflix. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it is uh, so on Netflix. There's this show called The Money Heist, and it is so gripping, and it's Spanish, and there's one character in it, and her name is Tokyo, and she is maybe the sexiest woman I've ever seen in my life, and she is like so tough. Except for me. Except right. for Claire Marshall. Yes. I hear you go to F45, Claire. That's very sexy. <laughs> no, it is. Um, she's like really tough and she is like, uh, she's got, especially in the second bit, she's got like short, really short hair that looks really effortless and she's got this immaculate body, but she never is seeming to like try and show it off. It just accidentally is showing off all the time. Mm. And all the boys like her and she's kind of like, um, and she's kind of like, oh, yes, um, uh, you're my friends, ha, ha, ha. And she's kind of friends with the girls, but she's more friends with the boys. And she's just, I'm like, oh, my God, this woman is, if I watched this as a teenager, I'd be like, I'd feel, actually, still, you just feel so inadequate. You're like, wow. Yeah. It's I that one of the boys' her. trope, always, yeah. right? They get along with the boys because the boys are, like, uh, smarter and they're more engaged and they get the world more. And, and it's just one of those awful dumping things on, on kind of womanhood where, of course, the cool girls that people want to be with are one of the boys. Yeah. And also, always. like, they don't, they're not hanging out with the boys because they want them to like them. They're hanging out with them because they're like, oh, no, I'm above that. I, I'm yeah. reason above and that. But the boys are more interesting people, right? That's yeah. why they're hanging out with them. They're more engaging because the women are just talking about shit stuff that women talk about. Yeah. And some of the girls on this show, the other characters, they often drink red wine, but she drinks beer. And I'm like, <sighs> oh, of course you do. Of course you and it's do. Not, it's not a person, like it's just, it, they become a personality trait. Like that whole, I eat junk food, but I'm still super tiny thing. Um, like, yeah. oh, I don't have a salad. I'm not like that. I'm going to have a burger and a beer, but don't worry. I'm still hot about it. Yeah. And I've absolutely no idea how my body is this way. I've never noticed it. I've it never thought is. about it. It's just, I'm just naturally magnificent. It's just, <laughs> that it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it does not. It doesn't work like that. Uh, so what do you do? To be anti this, Claire. Oh, mate, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out, right? So, like, we, we've talked in great length on this podcast because we're very interesting people about my leg hairs. It became a bit oh, of a yes. trope that they grow very long, so long I could braid them. Um, and now I've gotten to a point where, you know, my priorities have slightly shifted. And, <laughs> like, now I only shave from the waist down, right? So, but, like... That I don't shave my armpit hair, but why? I'm like, okay, that's the bit where I'm going to be like, stick it to the man. And but it's it's also like this mildly sexy thing, right? Where I have under under arm hair, like how how like rebellious, but only a tiny bit. Don't worry, my legs are still smooth. Yes. Why? Well, why? actually, we were gonna um, we're gonna do this in one of our skits, and we probably still will. That thing of um, this is one with you, Claire. Is that of like the Brunswick mums who are um, who are like oh. Um, I don't shave my underarm hair. Oh, my God, no way. How ridiculous. So, no, I would never do that. Fuck the patriarchy. But then them booking in an appointment to get their their moustache waxed, their eyebrows waxed, <laughs> their yeah. bikini line waxed, their legs waxed, and being like, see, I totally have control of my body. So we we do, like, we, we can't be perfect. We're never going to be perfect. We said that this last episode, and we did get heaps of feedback from last episode. Mixed feedback, I would say. All, yeah, all positive. 
Yeah, or it's not, yeah, people called us out and other things, which is great, guys. We don't have much, you know, fucking self-esteem left. You should keep going. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's actually really helpful. But, yeah, it was it was just, we, yeah, we, we would try to be accountable about Yeah. Yeah, for those who missed it, we do, we do, we try to be accountable for the fuck-ups that we've done before. So we've made too many jokes about the wine being wine mums. We've made too many jokes about getting old and we've made too many jokes about, um, you know, I don't know, being, being, from fancy unis because we both from very fancy unis and I won't hear a second word about it but <laughs> there is so we were being accountable and a lot of people came back and said thank you so much it's really nice to hear people say um you know I was wrong and I'll admit it and I'm happy to admit it but then some people said uh well that's part of your charm guys please don't apologize and don't put a filter on it um, we really, I really liked when you joked about that stuff. I never really took you that seriously. And so we are kind of... Which we, is sensible. That, that is the more sensible, but don't take us seriously. Yeah, <laughs> never. We, I'm only a doctor in the morning. I feel like I have, <laughs> I feel like I've explained that enough. But yeah, so we, we, both of these points are really valuable to us. And um, so what we are, we're, because we're so new to anything, to everything... we are like we're trying to get this right and we are going to get it wrong we are going to get it wrong constantly and we and there are some things that we are going to be like okay no this is the right thing to do and then two weeks later we'll be like oh actually when we think about it maybe that wasn't the right thing so you guys are just going to have to come with this on, on, on this journey of figuring out what we need to say and what we probably shouldn't say and so congratulations this is great group therapy, you guys. <laughs> so shave, shaving my legs, I think, and not shaving my armpits is a little bit of that yeah. trying to be the hot girl trope, right? Yeah. And I'm still doing it at, you know, at 33 with two children, I'm still doing it. And I, the, the more, you know, we, we have this weird dichotomy right now where we're trying to navigate, you know, being, I don't know, in the public in a way that you and I have never been before. Um, and, you know, putting ourselves out there, but also navigate the other parts of our lives. And it's, it's, a, it's really challenging to watch those things clash because I'm, I'm having these bits of presenting myself to other men. That sounds horrendous. I'm not, like, going out there and being, like, presenting. <laughs> you see me do a box clothes. jump. <laughs> watch this. But, but I'm just, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting insight into how, far my ideologies actually stretch and go because I keep keep finding myself trying to be that 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 girl you know that fun cool girl who the guys want to hang out with and that's really confronting because it is at complete odds with my with my philosophies right well this is so the reason why I brought up what in the last episode is because we're still learning and this is what we're always doing. So I feel like when, when someone says this is 100% how I feel and this is 100% how I will be forever, they've just cornered themselves into this, well, put themselves in a corner where they can't actually move or grow from it. So I, I think it's okay, Claire, for you to say I'm definitely going to shave, I'm definitely never going to shave my legs again and then decide actually I will shave my legs again. But what's the great thing about you and there's very little is... <laughs> Is that you You do do that. Like you go, oh, that's interesting. I used to think this and now like you're pretty good at saying that you're wrong. Okay. So, and this you're is wrong like, about that. <laughs> no, you're not good at saying I'm wrong. Get fucked. This is, so I think that this is, I think everyone just needs to. And whilst we're on this theme of like being forgiving of being like, you know, a piece of shit, this is like, we need to be forgiving of when we're wrong. And this is like, and this is a time where you are going to be, like you said, you're meeting new people 
you're trying to figure out how you want to be seen, what's the perspective of you, how do you want people to understand who you are, this is a really good time for you to think back to that, you know, baby Claire who was like, oh, I want to be that cool girl who gets liked by the guys for, or think the guys think is, as a, is an equal. And this is like, oh, you know. That's, I mean, you nailed it. <laughs> like, I am cool. <laughs> this, is a good, this is a good time. I think everyone needs to, if they're meeting people for the first time, it doesn't have to be romantically. When people meet new, new people for the first time, friends, whatever, Everyone has that thing of like, I need them to know that I'm, you know, I'm a bit like, I'm super PC or then I need yeah. them to know that I'm, um, you know, and really special. Work. Like yeah. you just want to be like, you just want to, you know, be somebody that somebody likes and that's really, really vulnerable and really hard. And what, what do you have to draw from then kind of, you know, like archetypes in the media? Like that's what everyone says that people like. I'm going to do that. I'm yeah. going to be the cool, funny girl that like eats a burger and drinks a beer but it's still super duper hot. And mm. look, I've got glasses but they're hot glasses and I'll take off my glasses and then, whoa, I'm super hot. I'm she's all that. I'm 10 things I hate about you. I'm very lonely. <laughs> you watch way too much shit shows lately. I do like 10 things I like about you. It's a good one. But she how, was the weird how girl. Are you, how are we seeing this roll out in our kids? Uh, well, so Olive, who's six, my eldest, she has recently become obsessed with Taylor Swift. And I'm Aww. like, yeah, it's cute. And it's I, so cute. I actually really like, I like Taylor Swift. You love Taylor Swift. And yeah, her song, okay. it's just like banger after banger after banger. I won't hear another word about it. But some of the messages in them, like I've, then like there's no I don't think there's much swearing in her in her songs like we've I've listened to them I desperately want to make sure that I'm not just letting her listen to like Metallica or whatever is an is an angry song but the, <laughs> the but some of the titles are really problematic like one of them's like like one of them that she loves is you belong with me which is what the hell does that mean and also another one that she loves it's a badass brown <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging up is is the one that she loves the most is I'm only oh no no I can't remember what it's called but the one that another one that she likes is I'm only me when I'm with you oh fuck me that's what are you doing awful. Taylor yeah what are you doing very... but she does and like her film clips her film clips aren't particularly sexy so she loves watching her film clips and like she's you know she's this strong great woman but a lot of her a lot of her songs are about um her reputation she's like oh no one likes me and I'm going to push back and I'm going to redeem myself. It's like, who is she proving this to? And so whilst her, like, whilst Olive isn't, she wouldn't understand what these songs are about. She just really liked them. I, when I hear her singing along to some of these songs, I'm like, oh, but, she's too, but this is a crazy thing. I know she's only six, but she's too old for the little bands like Teeny Tiny Stevie's. Yeah, like the Wiggles. Stevie's also, like it's baby music, right? And yeah. there's no kind of, there's no... There's no interim music. Like mm. you launch straight into all these really adult concepts, and that pop star thing is—it's that they are that they're a, they're a character, right? Mm. They're just that they're, they're they're not they're not a person. They're a character, and they're presented in a particular way. And like I get your point about Taylor Swift videos, like they're not not sexy, but she's she's not rocking up like us, like in our pajamas, you know, with you know the night sleeps mid over her face. She's still very beautifully presented and very beautifully, you know, but 
that this is this is where these conversations start in little tiny heads right and this is like someone I really like and this is how they talk to people and this is how they present themselves and this is good mm. and we're watching these tiny little things form in our children every day and they will end up 33 talking to their friend on a very successful podcast <laughs> being like who am I as a woman it's or you right. know whatever they identify as and like it starts here it does start here and she does uh, there's one the one song that she loves the best and I cannot remember the, the t- title of it you'd know it. it's the one where it was when she was like pretty new still and she was saying like um she wears short skirts I wear oh, t-shirts yeah. that one yeah, yeah. You and, be- you be- that was you belong with me I think but I cannot I maybe but she, so that one she it's loves enter, it that's that Enter Sandman by Metallica <laughs> it's by Metallica yeah I'm surely they did a cover together right but it is it is a song that she just loves so much and so that one is Taylor Swift being the cool girl who wears yeah. um who isn't like she's not the cheerleader but the boy being in love with the cheerleader and then ultimately they're going to get together because she he belongs with her or whatever. She's the authentic one, right? Mm. She's the cool one. It's like that kind of Avril Lavigne vibe. Yeah. Like, look, I'm going to wear a tie over a singlet and I'm the not that girl who's a cheerleader because I've got a tie over my singlet. <laughs> exactly. I'm practical. Not like you cheerleaders. <laughs> What the fuck was that? Oh, God, it was a bad time. She ended up, do you know Avril Lavigne ended up marrying someone from Nickelback? Yeah, and then they got divorced. And they made made music together, which is just the pits of humanity. (laughs) It must have been the worst ever. (laughs) And then she was accused, I think quite rightly so, of cultural appropriation because she started doing, like, Japanese pop music, but in a way that was more kind of taking advantage than respectful. And mm. I feel like we should have an entire episode on the trajectory of Avril Lavigne. Who's here with me? Yeah, scared boy. Yeah. <laughs> that nerve. song Complicated was a jam, I will oh, say. Was it? It was well, the, very, nerve, very to, the nerve to put an eight in a word and then say it's a song. That was, <laughs> that was so upsetting. Right. Scared boy. And what does the number eight have to do with skateboarding? Like, it's just, it's just annoying. It's, it's not like she was texting. It was like 1992. Unless she was <laughs> texting that. Someone was right. She was very cool, Claire. And to be cool, cool, you need to do things like that. He needs need to, to be take, empty. He needs yeah. to be one of the boys. He needs to say goodbye to letters and hello to numbers. <laughs> On one, 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 one. <laughs> this that was how, binary. <laughs> this is how you will now continue your dating stuff. No, exactly. One, one, oh, oh, one, one. <laughs> if you don't get me, we can't be together. Because <laughs> we will never, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but what, really well. what, what is this woman for us? Now let's let's build her. Let's build oh, yeah. our modern manic pixie dream girl. Great. I think she still eats whatever she wants and is really casual about it, but still super super tiny and chic, right? Yeah. So she's so where what is probably um, fetishized most in from you know our dynamic or our category, which is uh, women in their thirties who um, live in in a north. Uh, not in the country, sorry, um, and she is effortless. Like she just always yeah. has like rosy cheeks and very minimal makeup and excellent skin. Oh, my God, the skin yes. is excellent. The minimal like- makeup but like like lipstick, right? Yeah. Like she just slapped this on and she didn't even look in the mirror when she put it on and her hair's just, just lovely and yeah. she didn't do anything to it. It's just 
fucking nice. And yeah. everything is everything is designer, like Obis and Gorman. And yeah, but no, no, it's not flashy. It's not no, flashy. No. It it's just, just is... like you can tell it's lovely, like it's lovely tailor-made, locally made linen, right? Yes, it is. You always go back to the linen. I really feel I like you're asking me for linen. linen. I'm not linen gonna... is a lovely fabric. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's the point of success. Is that linen? This is the marker. <laughs> and she, like, I, I think, the, okay, let's talk about socioeconomic status because it's important. I think that a lot of the time she works, you know, part-time mm. and that she has a partner who kind of brings in the income so she can do fun things. I think that's, like, so she has, like, a really rounded, like, full life. Mm. Yeah, like and she's got she, cool hobbies. Like she, maybe she like maybe she like makes pottery in her garden. Yeah, it's just got a, it's just got like a side hustle that doesn't make any yeah. money, but she doesn't. It's not after making money. Totally, and she doesn't Pottery's care because she just does it for her heart. Right? Yeah, which is which is not us. We just want fucking yeah. like Hyundai sponsorships. Where are you, Hyundai? <laughs> my God, <laughs> where's my free car? <laughs> I love Hyundai. <laughs> They're really fast and the wheels don't fall off them. <laughs> Unless you're driving the worst driver in the whole world. <laughs> so bad. But I think, what else does she do? So she's, and also she's always good at presents. She's so good at presents. Like she'll remember your birthday. She'll remember it and she'll remember like your, your partner's birthday. She'll remember your kid's birthday. And then it will be like handmade, handmade pay, like wrapping paper and she'll... Um, and she'll be like, oh, what? No, that's absolutely fine. I just knew it was happening. Oh, I had heaps of time to do it. And you're like, cool. That's cool. That's and also too. she, but she has like entire days where she turns off her phone. She's like, oh yeah, Saturdays are just about my family. I just, you know, I don't need it. I don't need my phone that day. And she's like, ready. who are you? Yeah. How do she's... you check your Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> What's on Tinder and she's uh she's read all of the books and she's and she like they go on they go camping she likes camping yes camping you're fucking right and and like it's one of those things that I would really like to like because it'd make me just the idea of like being on sleeping on the ground in a forest makes me feel uncomfortable I know I'd be counting down the minutes for it to be over and I wish I wouldn't like I know I just know deep down I'd be like this is a huge mistake I she wish. has really strong relationships with a few famous people. Like she's mm. like, oh yeah, like and like the, like the really cool ones. Like she's like, yeah, you know, I hang out with Clementine Ford and Jamila Ritzby a little bit. Mm. And I hang out with Bron Lewis. <laughs> oh, I I know Claire. Do you know Claire Marshall? I know her. She keeps exactly. calling me at six thirty in the morning, asking me to talk. It's so annoying. I want to record Bron. Yeah. But she knows how to do things. Like she's a, she also is like can surf. Yes. Oh, surfing is so... And she can swim. Yeah, I can't swim. Can you? I can't swim. You can't <laughs> swim. <laughs> oh, I'm really dead. drowning. And yeah, I... but like these, these... I think the interesting thing we're picking up here is she's gorgeous, but it's effortless, right? She doesn't try. And the marker here is that if you have to try to build this in yeah. yourself, you're automatically not that sexy woman that men want to have sex with, right? Mm. So trying is bad. So we're good at this. Yeah, but also I think that our, I think it's what success is like when we were um, when we were younger. That success was like the boys thought that she was amazing and mm. a little bit qu- quirky, but also super amazing. Now it's nothing about men. I don't think it's mm. <clears throat> who who women find beautiful. Who women mm. find uh, you know women notice skin more than men do. So it, I, I think so. It's like all the things that I'm 
all the things that I'm thinking about are things that I find really beautiful and admirable. I'm not, I don't, I've gone, I feel like I've shifted past what I think men are into. I don't care anymore. That's a, that's a relief. That's a, that's a progression, right? And that's, I think that's the, that's the, in, that's the weird shift that's happening for me again, because now all of a sudden I am caring what men think again. Mm. And it's a, what frame of reference do I have except for those kind of teen movies? Yes, because you have to go back to the last time. That you had to care, and that was that long ago. I was like 24. I was so little and so just, I had no idea who I was, and all of a sudden I'm just launched back into that state where I'm like, do you think this is cool? I can eat a burger and then I won't eat for three days after because I won't fit into my jeans. That's fine. That's normal. Or you stand up in the restaurant and be like, this poem's called 10 Things I Hate About You. And run into a box and run away. <laughs> Nailed it. And lastly, I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Yeah, I know that movie. And then he'll buy me a guitar and then he'll die. Yeah, dead. God, Claire, you can't go on that movie. But it is, it's, but it's, this is also, speaking of movies, it is like in the movies, you know, when there's that, that mum whose partner, her husbands have left and they've been together for like 30 years and then, Finally, someone convinces her to go out onto a nightclub and she goes into the cupboard and she'll come back out wearing clothes from, like, the early 80s. And everyone's like, what are you wearing? And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. This was cool then. So it's kind of like you've been ossified in that time where you where that mattered and so now you've had to like kind of backtrack all the way back to what is it, what the early 2000s that's cool yeah i'm like here's be... my singlet here's my tie <laughs> <laughs> ready to date it's, it's complicated <laughs> do you like skating with an eight <laughs> oh my god yeah you're right i've just i've got no frame of reference so if anybody has any tips for me dating tips maybe mm. self-esteem tips like anything like yeah. pull it out because this is an interesting stage in my life where I'm I'm being tropey and I don't want to be tropey yes. I want to be an authentic surfing swimming self yeah how an effortlessly beautiful very rich lady <laughs> who's kind like above all is just kind even accidentally so, oh, she's so I'm actually going to make a post on Instagram about the dream woman who uh, these days. So I would like listeners to comment because I want to see what this idealistic woman is to everyone else. Amazing. But also we have done something new, haven't we, Claire? We've launched a new way for listeners to reach out to us. We have. It's, it's, it's called the internet. <laughs> well, we've created it. <laughs> You're we so welcome. We tricked you. We said we've been unproductive, but we built the internet. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> we've, what we've done is we have our Good Sheila's hotline. So all you do is click on a link in our profile. It takes you to a very adequate website and you click on tell us about a time. It takes you to a cool microphone and you can tell us stories about anything you want, guys. Like the, the pipes are open. They are. The box is unfolded. So the goal you can come in you can and you the goal is come to into have, my like, box that's on <laughs> <yeah>. my tinder <laughs> get away from it okay, the aim is to um we're eventually going to put your some of your thoughts onto our podcast as we go so your voice could appear in our show if you want to partake in this it should be very interesting i'm really excited and the one that we've got this week is what claire you can't remember great so this week it is, <laughs> it is tell us a time tell us a time 
where your filter has failed you. Oh, yes, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All over it. It's professional 101. Let's go professional. Where's our Hyundai? <laughs> I'd like to thank our sponsor, Hyundai. <laughs> So give us give us a, a good Sheila's buzz. We want to hear your thoughts and your hearts because we're sick to death of each other. Mm. And that's all I have to say. About Great, that. but you guys, we have been good Sheila's. We've been. This is the earliest recording we've ever done, and we're I very feel tired. Like it, I feel like people will sense that, but we definitely we're going to fit it in because we love you, and we know that people listen, which is amazing to us. And it's very confusing. Very confusing. <laughs> well, this is a confusing place. Um, and make sure you check in with Instagram and speak pipes and all of the things because we do want to hear what you guys think. All right. We love you guys. Love Thanks you guys. for listening. Bye. Bye.